and welcome to today's episode of Based on a True Story podcast. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Dr. Wardlaw from Little Rock, Arkansas about his multi-generational business that recently underwent a major business strategy pivot. We'll hear how this pivot not only created growth, but brought new energy into the business. Thanks for tuning in, and here's Dr. Wardlaw. Mountain well, milk. thanks for coming on. Seriously, we really milk. appreciate it. You betcha. I'm happy to be here. You're one of our longest clients. It was great getting to catch up with you, you know, back a couple months ago when we got to do the shoot and hear about kind of your journey and where you're at now. But for people who don't know who you are, would you mind just kind of introducing yourself and telling us about maybe the story of how you got into orthodontics and your father and then kind of a quick fast track to where you are now? Okay, so my name is Dr. David Wardlaw. Uh, I practice in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, practice is called Wardlaw Orthodontics. Uh, grew up here. Uh, I think Bradley, you and I, on a recent visit, I, I said that Little Rock is a small, big town. Uh, it's hard not to know many of the people in the community because of its size. Um, I joined my, pra- my father in practice in 19... 19- 89, which is when I got out of orthodontic residency. Uh, his name was Faye Wardlaw. Uh, my best friend, great guy, survivor of the Battle of Iwo Jima as a Marine Corps uh, first private first class. Uh, he should have never gotten off that island. One of the bravest men I knew. Uh, so uh, we're best friends. Grew, uh, I grew our practice together, worked for eight years, and then I've been working solo since about 1997, I believe. And you have staff that started with your dad. Yes. So I have staff that predate me. Um, our, our new patient coordinator, who is really now our Invisalign coordinator, uh, has been here. I've been here 32 years. She's probably been here 39. Um, our office manager started here at 18. She's 51. Uh, That's amazing. Crazy. (laughs) What a testament to the type of person that Dr. Warhol is. Uh, We don't have much turnover. I consider my staff friends, literally. Uh, I think they're really good to me and I return the favor. I'm good to Mm -hmm. them. That's awesome, man. Um, Okay. So let's kind of jump into, you know, maybe the past, five to 10 years of orthodontics, what, what have you kind of been thinking? I know where you're at now, obviously, and we'll, we'll get to that, but were you maybe thinking that you would be finishing in the next couple decades or were you thinking, you know, this is kind of starting to get boring? Like, where were you at mentally? Yeah. So, um, you know, as every doctor that might be a part of watching this, things happen to us in our practice and personal lives that significantly affect our everyday abilities and operations and this and that. Mm -hmm. I lost a son about 10 years ago. Uh, As you can imagine, that was a very negative uh, event in my life. Really took me a while to kind of get my feet back on the ground after that. Uh, I'm glad to say that, you know, it, 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 I I never said, you don't ever get over that. You get through it, but Mm -hmm. My practice, I, I showed up with a good, a, a good 
what I thought good attitude, but I was really kind of stuck for a few years, just hard to learn, have, have the motivation or the ability to, to learn something new. Over time, that got better. And a practice consultant, I believe, that pointed me to Harris Ward, uh, named Mary Beth Kirkpatrick, told me at a consultation here in the office that I needed to consider becoming an expert at Invisalign. And I really was in search of something that would make it more fun. You know, I think if you do the thing you love the most, let's say one of your hobbies, and you do it eight days, uh, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week. Well, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't five, but four. Uh, Still, it, 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 it becomes old and stale. I mean, yeah. And, and you just get mentally and physically worn down. So I, I took her advice. I took what was called a master's course in Invisalign in Atlanta. And then I took two really long and involved fellowship courses. Uh, there are like 50 something hours a piece, then multiple hundreds of hours of other continuing ed to get kind of where I am on the Invisalign front. That's just amazing. Do you find yourself despising the phrase, you can't teach old dogs new tricks? <laughs> well, I am living proof that that is not true. Uh, I am coming up on my 67, 62nd birthday. Um, I feel more enthusiasm for my practice today than I ever have. And, and awesome. Bradley, I, 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 to be completely honest, I was kind of looking for the door about yeah. three or four years ago. I had sold one practice. Uh, my income had taken a hit because of that. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And Invisalign, and not just Invisalign, but the, the changes that it creates in your practice, my practice, have really made me look and I want to probably do this another six, seven years anyway. Wow. I don't want to be a 70-year-old orthodontist, but I can see myself a little short of that. That's, That's awesome. So cool. I, your story kind of reminds me of my my grandmother went back to school when she was... I think she was able to get her master's. It's like her dream to be, she was a lifelong learner. It was her dream to get her master's by the time yes. she finished her career. And she had a huge emphasis on education and in our whole family. And it was super inspiring to see, I think my grandmother who had worked an entire career, you know, as an RN go back to school at 60 to get her master's in nursing and, and to finish. And, and for her, it was this, I remember her talking like, man, this has totally kind of changed and reinvigorated me to continue a little bit further in my career. And I just love hearing your story of like the, I think the desire to create and grow and learn like really does kind of affect your business, you know, and how you view things and what goes on. But your story, your mind is like, oh, that sounds so much like my grandmother who was 60 years old with a bunch of people who were 25 in her oh, yeah. master's yeah, she's, program. And she, she's the she, elder stateswoman in the, uh, in the class. Yeah, she, she rocks though. She'll give you a run for <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, I mean, your point is completely well taken. Just learning again. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of biomechanics that I relearned again. So I feel like even my Invisalign knowledge, newfound knowledge, has made me even more critical of my work <laughs> in the rare occasions that I put a set of braces <laughs> on anymore. My staff gave me a T-shirt. I jokingly said that I hate braces one day <laughs> because of all the efficiencies that we're finding in the Invisalign world. And so 
they gave me a t-shirt that if you open it up and flash on the inside, it says, I hate braces. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, learning again has been inspiring. And uh, I've got a stand up desk at the end of the big clinical bay. So a lot of these educational opportunities I'm doing on a set of headphones and just mm-hmm. watching the flow of the patients, but really just diving headlong into this, you know, that's just so cool to hear. Um, you know, I think with what you dealt with 10 years ago and, and just your age and watching your dad, you know, finish orthodontics, you probably did have that whole idea of like, let's, you know, let's start working our way out of here. And it's just so cool to see you not only reinvigorated in your career, but it seems like in your personal life as well, it just seems like your, your attitude is so positive and it's so contagious and like, I mean, I, I, you know, I can't imagine going through what you went through. And so to see you on the other side of it and moving forward and, and completely transforming your practice was just, it's just incredible. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, we, we all do what we do to get by. And this has been really a lifeline. Um, I was going to say today in the practice, we were starting eight new Invisalign uh, cases, um, our production numbers have really kind of gone through the ceiling and I, I would describe this day as a busy day, but not a hard day. Uh, mm-hmm. I think anybody that's done th- this profession for any length of time knows that we're pretty significant candidates for musculoskeletal uh, aches and pains and problems. And uh, I find myself doing a, a whole lot of computer work, but less and less work torqued and bent around and looking up in the mouth and putting a bracket on an upper left second molar, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's been a real liberating. I just, I physically feel better. Uh, I'm mentally much more perky. I feel better about, I feel better about walking in here every day. Are you just amazed at what Invisalign has done for orthodontics? It's phenomenal. I mean, and, and, if I can, you know, I'm one experience, but I, I'm, I, I've jokingly said I've never had an original thought in my life. I'm like the old, I'm the ultimate plagiarizer. If one of you guys knows how to do Invisalign really well, I can look and see your systems and, and, and implement them in the way that I do them. And then, and then I do think I can fine tune things, but I, I'm not the inventor of anything, but I really do follow the directions well. So, um, you know, as, as this happened, I don't remember the day that I subconsciously said I was going to uh, create an Invisalign practice. But uh, yesterday, our Invisalign rep was here. and Our share of chair, which is by definition, how the percentage of Invisalign versus all the work you're doing in the practice is 87%. And that took, oh, that took about, that took place over about three years. So you can imagine wow. that is a pretty just huge change in a rapid, in a, in a short amount of time. Um, what some of the real take home messages for me, I didn't realize I used to have 15 employees and now I've got seven full, full-time employees. Oh. Overhead is now 50% and it, it hovered around 70 for years. And that is with a pretty dang hefty Invisalign lab fee 
which is another thing that probably needs to be discussed is a transition period. But what I have found is that just um, through attrition, I didn't fire anybody. But what I realized is how many people it takes to do significant repairs every day. It, It takes hair on fire and people running around and putting brackets back on and, you know, fussing about hygiene and compliance and this and that. When you clean up your act and you have a system that eliminates a lot of your traditional problems associated with fixed appliances, it is a liberating experience and it requires a lot less labor. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. the you mentioning like the systems like i think for any business like i think that's a super important thing to to kind of think about like for you is this adopting and changing and pivoting like created it sounds like just so much life like in your business not only for you like in your health in your physical like feeling at work but um it's just interesting to hear how transitioning a system or a way of doing things it seems like oh this is just the only option you know like before it was like oh just metal braces is it but this small pivot has it sounds like just created so much life and and helpfulness just by, I think, taking a moment to step back and re-examine things and then move forward, you know? But I think I can imagine doing something day in and day out, it's hard to find the time, I think, to pull back and go, okay, how do we how do we pivot? Or is there another option for us that's not just what's always been told, this is just how it has to happen? That's right. And, um, you know, I think what I, I'm a board-certified orthodontist. I always wanted to have the you know, the the pinnacle of credentials in our profession, if I could. Um, So when I made this decision, it was important for me as an orthodontist, I couldn't do this unless I could do as good a job or better. I couldn't, you know, unfortunately, I do a lot of talking to explain aligners get mixed reviews by the, by the public. Uh, People say uh, my, my sister did Invisalign and it didn't work. Well, the person that would deliver her Invisalign did not make it work for her. Mm-hmm. It absolutely works. I mean, there, you, there's 10 million cases that have been treated by Invisalign. It wouldn't be still around if it didn't work. So I do a better job with Invisalign than I used to with fixed. So I have to tell people that I'm not, I'm not, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor that went out and bought a, a, uh, scanner and now I do Invisalign. You know, we do it at a very high level. We're not dabbling in Invisalign. You I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly to my me. kid my future kids down to Dr. Wardlaw. <laughs> he makes there you he makes you want to. Um, I remember when we were down there just a few <laughs> few weeks ago, you described it kind of the transition period as a leap of faith. And I think you know you're specifically talking about trusting Invisalign as well as the financial burden that you take on. I think that's something that's really interesting to other orthodontists who have maybe thought about it, but are kind of fearful. What would you say to them? Okay. So I would say that the journey through the educational part will make your life more fun, not less the learning piece. I would say, don't even do it unless you're willing to do that because here's the reason why there's repetitive mistakes that people make with Invisalign that make them step back and say, well, this isn't working for me and I'm out, you know, but they're absolutely addressable mistakes and they're, they're well-documented mistakes. 
So you just have to go out there and learn how to avoid them. And mm-hmm. certainly with our fixed patients, people think that if Invisalign creates a posterior open bite, that that's never happened in the fixed world. It certainly has. So what do you do in your fixed world to fix it? You do something similar in a different way with Invisalign. So, but the educational piece is not just a guideline. I mean, it's a rule. You, you've got to do that or you'll become frustrated and it will not be good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly is my Invisalign rep, actually he was a territory manager, was in the office. He said, have you hit that point where it's painful paying the lab fee? And I was like, oh, no, I really have it. Like I, I was the lamb there, you know, before the slaughter. You know, I, I, I think Invisalign fees, $1,800 and some change. As your volume goes up, it gets cut by 40%. So that makes it a huge adjustment in a positive way over time. But there's a period at which you're in between. It is painful. And so Invisalign will, will make financial arrangements with your practice. We did a lot of 12-month same-as-cash kind of things to, to spread those payments over time. So there is this painful portion of it that I have come out the back end, and it's not a problem at all. So the two things is it costs too much, is not valid, because if you are able to eliminate employees not by firing them, but hopefully over time, if you can eliminate labor, which is our highest cost, we all know that, and you can get finished in fewer fewer, uh, appointments and be that much more efficient, it's not more expensive, uh, it's less. So cool. What a, I remember you also said something that I really liked that I kind of would love to hear you hit on again. Um, You had mentioned that Cause there are naysayers who are orthodontists who are smart people who just like either they don't want to take the full leap or it's just a part of what they do. Whereas you've obviously taken that a step further. Um, we were down there and you were treating a patient of yours for jaw, you know, her jaw was either back or it was forward. And I was like, I mean, I was blown away. I didn't even realize you could do that stuff with Invisalign. And you said to me, if someone tells you you can't fix this problem with Invisalign, it's not because you can't. It's because they don't know how to do it. You know That's how to do it. That's absolutely true. You know, we, we treat, you know, you're still going to have cases that are in. I, the one thing I don't do is cuspid exposures, uh, but I will do what's called a hybrid in that situation. Do a segment of clear braces here, half the arch with the liners, the rest of the lower arch with the liners, bring the cuspid down finish out with a full upper aligner. I call that a hybrid case. I've done a couple of orthognathic cases. Uh, literally, I'm on the very front edge of that. Let you know how that goes. But uh, it's, go- it's going well. And um, so, yes, people tell me that you can't tip roots of cuspids out of the way for implants. You can't treat a, a mildly skeletal class three. You can't do bicuspid extractions. You absolutely can do every one of those things, but you have to learn how to do it. And you have to, when you're doing a clean check, not look at it and say, level of a line, treat to class one and hit accept. That's not a treatment plan case. My list of instructions on a case is about this long and they take me about three or four minutes a piece. 
and you have to get your systems to where you're only the mission critical part of that clean check and your auxiliary staff is doing all the heavy lifting on record input and all the other things that don't require the doctor. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. And we haven't even mentioned how much better it is for the patient. Well, I mean, you have a bunch of happy minions out there running around <laughs> the, the neighborhood. And I did my Invisalign rep told me that. And I was like, that's just a load, you know, like, I mean, he's just selling me Invisalign and, and, and our rep is actually the best, the best rep I've ever had ever got, got named Bradley McBroom. He's amazing. He's checking Everyone named Bradley is awesome. Everyone <laughs> named Bradley is awesome. So, um, he's tied for the best Bradley I've ever known, but, uh, Perfect. anyway, um, he, uh, has made it easy for us and I've lost my train of thought. Cut me there. All right. You well, you me. know, it's fine. I was asking, yeah, we, you, you were talking about the happy minions. Yes. Okay. And you so said that's back, a load of crap. Yeah. I really, you know, when my, when my rep told me that you'd have, you build a, a army of minions out there. It has been remarkable. Um, I really used to use, spend a lot of time on, uh, on marketing my practice with everything we've always done, you know, donut runs and, you know, sending this and sending that. What I have found is I'm getting referrals from patients and doctors that I've never had anybody, any patients come from because they are seeing what we're doing clinically. And I think they're impressed by it. And patients come in, imagine a world where you don't have gums that are growing over your brackets. You've eliminated painful emergency appointments that are super inconvenient for working parents that have to take the call from school, two loose brackets, a pokey wire, go get their child at school, get them out, our appointment, go take their child back to school and go back to work. You just lost a half a day of yeah. work. Uh, Invisalign, we say there, you can, you can lose attachments. It's never an emergency. So the efficiency of it is beyond mm -hmm. uh, description. It's just awesome. And I think Invisalign should give you extra money for how much of a champion you are for them. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them about that. I don't get any money for this, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I think Ben, when he was cutting the video, he was like, we should send one of these to Invisalign because it's honestly amazing. Well, and it's just so it, sincere. Interestingly, interestingly, my rep just went to their national meeting in Miami and he showed them your uh, video and the main guy wanted a copy of it. So that you're gonna you, get, you guys happy. are gonna get you're gonna get some street uh, deal out of this. Hey, we would love that. But it's I mean, even more so, it's just that video turned out awesome. And it's just because we get to watch you tell your story and listen to four or five of your patients talk about how much they like you and like being a part of your, you know, ward law orthodontic community. And it's just like mm -hmm. it was it was awesome, man. Thank you, man. I love the video. Y'all did a fantastic job on it. Seth, do you have any other questions for Dr. Wardlaw? We're going to let you go. We know you got patients to see, but we would love to uh, see if there's any other, any other big questions, Seth. 
Yeah, just one thing, Dr. Wardlow, like I, I think you hit in a cool way. And I think a lot of it, a lot of our podcasts, what we talk about a lot is running a business. And I think especially with an orthodontist, like you you mentioned well earlier, like that you run a team, you know, of, of employees and people that work with you and you treat them like family. And I'd be curious, like what you would say to maybe a young entrepreneur or a young business owner, even, like may not be an orthodontist, but someone who I think learning how to do that well, you know, because your team is so much a huge part of what you're doing. And so I'd love to hear like, what you would tell someone like, man, this is something, if I could look back, what I've really learned in leading my team and having employees for 30 years, 30 plus years work with you. And so I'm curious, because I think that's something that as technology takes over business, like I think having that sense of community and feel at your workplace can be a difficult thing to cultivate, you know, as you know, we're all transitioning into people working from home and all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to hear just anything you would share with someone that is starting up a business or growing or wanting to move into leadership or management. Yep. So um, I think if there's one thing in our practice that I think for this 32 years of my practice life has made a difference, I think my staff trust me. I think Mm. they know that if they make a mistake that I am not going to beat them over the head with it. My philosophy is I want them to handle everything that they can possibly handle. And in time, they do, they handle it much better than I. Uh, I think, I think that as orthodontists, we can become pretty self-centric that we feel like nobody can do it as well as we can. (laughs) And I, I feel like the opposite is true in some ways. I'm in charge of excellent uh, treatment results. I'm in charge of trying to create a very positive um, environment, but I want them to be willing to stick it out there and make a mistake. Now, I don't want them doing it four times in a row. That's a different (laughs) thing, okay? But if somebody makes a mistake and it's an earnest mistake that they made because they were trying to protect me and take care of something for me, that they yeah. know that they're never going to get a bunch of grief from me. Yeah. And I, that, that seems like a very, that doesn't seem like some kind of genius uh, statement, but I see a lot of people kind of get in their own way mm-hmm. that they, they have to be so controlling or that they're so rigid with their staff that their staff maybe just doesn't really trust what their reaction would be in that situation. So therefore, they're going to take the safe route, and it's all on you, pal. Or yeah, gal. it's all on you. You know. Yeah, and I think that's what you put a while. I remember someone told me one time, like it's a lot harder and takes a lot longer to be a coach than it does to just tell someone what to do. Like it takes, but it's so much more rewarding to coach a team member or an employee into making a good decision and to doing a good job. Like it may take a little bit more time and energy and a little bit more risk on your part. Um, but to have someone really buy in and really believe in what's happening and feel empowered, I think I think you're seeing the the benefit of that. It may not come that day, you know, that they made the mistake and you took the 10 minutes to walk them through it, but it comes 15 years later when they're still offering amazing service to you. So I think that's an awesome, I think, testament to just your leadership there, which is awesome. Well, it makes my life better. You know, I, <laughs> I, spend, I spend as much time with the people in my office, maybe more than my spouse sometimes. So I want to have a positive 
yeah, true, truly friendly relationship with my staff. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's so apparent when you're there and everyone, the second they're done talking about how great you are and how great the treatment is, they immediately just start talking about how awesome the staff is. And I mean, <laughs> having a staff member 30 plus years is just unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We seriously appreciate it. We know you're a busy man. And I just love hearing you get to speak on authority about something that people want to learn about and they want to know about. It. And I think, you know, getting to hear you and your passion behind the transition of your practice is just great. And I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people. I appreciate the opportunity. I want to thank Harris Ward for what you guys did for us. I mean, I think you put our best foot forward. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Wardlaw. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Wardlaw. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate y'all. Bye-bye.